we're the exceptions, not the rules, right? So have to acknowledge how fortunate we are and empower women everywhere to speak up, step up, lean into positions of authority where they can. And over time, I hope that that compounds into making the composition of every C-suite, which is less than 25% women, VC-funded founders, which is less than 2% women, or women in the trades, which is still under 10%, to be more reflective of the societal demographics, which is 49% women. You're listening to Toolbox for the Trades, brought to you by Service Titan, a podcast for top service professionals where we interview leaders for their best tips and tricks of the trades. Learn how industry trailblazers stay ahead of the competition and how you too can be at the forefront of an industry. Let's jump in. Hello, contractors, and welcome to Toolbox for the Trades. Today, I have two guests for you, Bree Skiffington, the Chief Product Officer at AdLeverage, and Amanda Triolo, the CEO at Grasshopper Heating and Cooling. We spoke about using ChatGPT to automate your everyday tasks, the software they've patented to revolutionize call-by-call management, and what it's like to be a trailblazer in the trades. I hope you find this conversation as useful and entertaining as I did. Bree Skiffington, you are the Chief Product Officer at AdLeverage, and Amanda Triolo, you are the CEO of Grasshopper Heating and Cooling. I am so excited to have both of you on Toolbox for the Trades today. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. So we're going to kick off this show the way we do every single one, which is ask you, how did you get into the trades? And while you're answering that question, you can tell us a little bit about your background and you know how you got into the positions you're in now. And Amanda, why don't you start first? Sure. So I was managing an accounting office and then started to flip houses. I had an interest for numbers in general and seeing red numbers and profitable numbers and understanding margins and what that looked like. I was presented with an opportunity to be able to step into a um, commercial install only company, uh, HVAC. Took a look at it. I was like, this is a challenge I think I'm going to tackle. So I stepped into the uh, HVAC industry. That's how I jumped in. That's awesome. And just quick follow-up, when did you start Grasshopper? Grasshopper, we rebranded Grasshopper in uh, February of 2021. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. All right. I'm excited to have you. Bree, why don't you go? I stumbled into the trades via the advertising agency. We had a client referral who happened to be an electrician. That electrician, Mario Cabrano, Service Titan customer, he introduced us to Service Titan a long, long time ago. Back in the day, he was like, yeah, I can't give you access. We'd have to know your IP address. It's like a it's the next big thing in software, right? Um, so yeah, he actually introduced us. We did a great job. He put us up against a ton of other agencies, uh, challenged me uh, ridiculously throughout my career, but I'm eternally grateful for uh, his introduction and continuous referrals. And from there, we just uh, gravitated towards the trades and the trades kind of gravitated towards us. And we found our, our little niche in performance marketing. So I got into it. That's awesome. I love Mario, by the way. I've done a bunch of different webinars with him. Can I tell you both that there's one webinar I did with him where he smoked a cigar the entire time? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not upset about this. This is like, a, this is quite the move. That does not surprise me at all. He's uh, El Padrino. He's the gangster. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Incredible. And he also went to Stanford too. You guys know he was in like a Stanford program for like, uh, for Latinx business owners in LA. Crazy. Yep. Anyway. Wow. Moving on from Mario, I want to know a little bit about how the two of you work together. So tell me a little bit about that. 
Yeah, so I actually had um, our executive vice president attended a, uh, a well, she observed rather, right, Brie? Another way to put it? Observed yes. a marketing meeting at another company um, when we were just doing kind of an onsite there to learn as much as we could. So she observed uh, ad leverage and just the partnership that they bring to a company. She really loved how they worked with the company on all marketing fronts and how really it was a true partnership and like they're there to support you and they're there to help meet your goals, help you grow, strategize, that type of thing. So she immediately came back and was like, hey, we need to interview this company and uh, I'm just going to go find them. And I'm like, oh, I think I'm friends with the owner maybe on Facebook. Like send a message to this guy. (laughs) So um, Kelly ended up reaching out and we set up some meetings and it was like, it was very clear from, you know, meeting number one that they really support your business on all fronts. And like, I know I keep saying the word partnership, but it's a true partnership where they really strategize with you and, and, and like meet you where you are with your needs and then help facilitate the marketing engine that'll assist in, in getting you the growth that you need to help hit your goals. And, you know, my background is not in marketing. I mean, I, I love marketing as a whole, but like, I'm not an expert in it. And so when we saw like what ad leverage presented us with, I'm like, wow, these guys are seriously like the secret weapon of home service marketing. And so for us, it was not just online marketing or you know, going with a company that's like supports your online efforts and listens to your calls and all that stuff, which those that that was exactly what I needed when I was getting going. Um, but to really grow and scale, we needed a true marketing partner. And uh, we found ad leverage and they're incredible. That's awesome. And I have to say, Bree and Amanda, we talk about partnerships on this show all the time. We talk about how you need people to help you, especially if you have lofty goals in the business. And so I love that you shared all that about Bree and her team, because it's so important to have that. And it sounds like it's been a really great partnership so far. Yeah, no, we've got an aggressive growth goal and like not really understanding all marketing streams, because it's not just online, it's all different marketing streams that we need um, to help get us there and even just brand visibility, which I don't want to be a marketing guru here, Bree, so maybe you could take that part over, but all marketing fronts to really help grow Grasshopper and not just in 2023, but over time. Yeah. Well, Bree, why don't you take this on a little bit? You know, Mario came on and you had this, you were introduced to this, the home service industry. So tell us a little bit. I know Amanda, you have really aggressive goals, growth goals moving forward. Brie, how does Ad Leverage approach partnering with a company like Grasshopper and mapping out, all right, this is how marketing is going to work for you guys? We take a very high level approach by looking at the historicals first to kind of dictate where the performance has been previously as a starting point for the most efficient way to start off with us and then iterate on that over time. So continuously, we're adjusting budgets as we go. We're obviously adjusting strategies, bids. Uh, testing, optimizations, all that stuff as we go, right? But from a very high level, the first thing that we're doing is creating an annual budget that we adjust weekly, if not monthly, and that we're going forward based on the return on ad spend per channel and adjusting the budget to maximize what the current return on ad spend is by channel. So that's a really important part of our strategy. Obviously, with Marketing Pro and Ads Optimizer, you're able to do that within the Google Ads channel. But being able to do that more broadly from a marketing budget allocation perspective is really where we found that we're able to contribute the most and maximize marketing budgets as a whole um, while looking at other data inside Service Titan. So another thing we love to jump into that's kind of 
it's ancillary to marketing is staffing, right? That's an easy way to look at canceled calls and be able to say, hey, you know, without spending a dollar more on marketing, you could monetize an extra $100,000 a month if you just hire this many people, right? So we really try to look at all the data available in Service Titan to suggest optimizations and put together our plan for the maximum performance going forward. Very excellent answer. And Amanda, I don't know if you feel the same way I do, but when people like Bree talk about that, I'm like, I'm so happy you know about this, so I don't have to know about this. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how we feel very often. And I mean, you know, talking about like a true partnership with marketing, there's times where I have these crazy ideas and I'll, you know, send a message in our channel there that we have with ad leverage and be like, hey, can we get a marketing pro or like a text blast sent out on this? I mean, on Valentine's Day, I don't know if you remember, Brie. I was like, yep. hey, can we can we run a last minute Valentine's Day special, send this blast out? And, and it's like the Valentine's Day special is still like trickling in. And I'm like, okay, that was a great last minute idea. But like having a marketing company that's in the ready position for you and like they had it together within, I don't know, an hour and a half and then it just started getting blasted out. Like that is the kind of support that you need. Yeah, I totally agree. So when you both came to me uh, about being on the podcast and I wanted to actually Bree and I have a friend slash colleague in common, uh, Jamie, who made the introduction. Uh, you both came to me with like, I want to talk about chat GPT. And I'm so happy you guys want to talk about chat GPT because I want to talk about chat GPT. It is like changing my life. And it sounds like it is really making an impact for you guys too. So tell me a little bit about how you start. Well, for anyone who doesn't know, how would you both describe ChatGPT? Amanda, what would you say to someone who's like, what is that? Um, essentially, it's like a robot that spits out genius answers and like blows your mind every single time. I think my favorite, I'll let Bree talk about like where to go to get signed up and all that, but like my favorite part was learning that like ChatGPT can spit you an answer. Like, okay, so I can say like, I don't know, act as an HVAC productions. I want you to act as an HVAC productions manager, right? Uh, please inform me of all things about the New York State Clean Heat Energy Program, right? And it spits out this smart summary for you. Then you could take it a step further and say, please summarize this for a five-year-old to understand and like really breaks it down. So it's like, it's just mind blowing. So I didn't even think about using it for that. Bree, what would you say uh, to folks who are like, what is ChatGPT again? Like, what is this thing that everyone keeps talking about? Yeah, ex exactly as Amanda said. It's just a smart robot, essentially, that you chat with online, right? Um, it is leveraging, like, ridiculous amounts of data to be able to compile human answers in real time, but also in a way that it's also learning the context in which you're providing it which makes it infinitely smarter than what other bots you might think of like a Siri or Alexa or whatever else where you can ask one question, it clearly is pulling the snippet answer from Google and just giving you like what that is. It's actually thinking and you can have a, a two-way conversation with it and it'll continuously learn more and more about what you're asking it for. So brilliant tool. It really, really is. So how did you two start working with it? First, you know, I was challenged actually by Bree to just start playing around in there. And like, you know, after I started playing around in there, I actually pushed it to my leadership team and sent out uh, a Loom video. I'm like, hey, this is how you log in. This is how you get started. This is how we're going to start playing around with it, which we can talk about ways that we're using it now. But it was just kind of being encouraged to start playing around with it. And then uh, Bree and I were just kind of having a casual conversation. Like, what, what was the question you asked me? What are your biggest time sucks? <laughs> Yeah. And so in the um, home service industry, for me, it's call by call management. And um, 
call by call management is something I personally took on operationally within the company um, in the last seven, eight months here, because it's like, okay, you know, we, we grew really quickly and now it's, it's time, you know, sometimes you grow really quickly and then you got, got to like, okay, let's go refocus back here because we've got to like tighten some bolts here and make sure we get this hundred percent. So I dove into call by call and tried to understand like what we were missing on each call or what was possibly going wrong, or we, maybe we need to concrete the process a little bit more. And then actually just listen to the, what, what clients are telling us, because my opinion only is that call by call is like 70% having the technician tell you over the phone what that client is saying their needs, wants, desires, and concerns are, and us customizing solutions for them, um, presenting the options for them in the, in the comfort and the safety in their home, right? And so I presented the idea, or Brie asked me and I said, yeah, you know, my biggest time suck is call by call management, but it's such an imperative role in every single home service company. If you truly want to grow, scale and be successful every single call, every single time. And Brie was like, well, why don't we see if we can have a robot take over call by call? So I'll let Brie run with that. Yeah. So based on that conversation, we decided let's figure it out. Let's make call by call uh, automated as to, as much as we can with something like ChatGPT, right? So essentially we're launching a product called cxc.ai. Uh, we actually filed a patent on it this morning, so it no longer has to be a secret. Uh, it's going to revolutionize, Amanda's favorite word, revolutionize yeah. call by call as we know it. Um, it's essentially a chatbot and it'll use a combination of technician context, service site data and audience data to suggest and continuously optimize estimates towards the highest probability of closing a sale. Further, it'll offer financing options by highest likelihood of lender approval. Yeah. So uh, it'll all be done via Slack or text message communications with tech, uh, technicians in near real time. Um, yeah, if, if that sounds dope, listeners can join the waitlist at cxc.ai. Um, that sounds very dope. And just <laughs> yeah. a little bit of background information for the listener. We were supposed to record this episode a week ago. I had internet issues and I think that was just the universe stepping in. So you could announce yeah. the patent and the wait list. <laughs> so that's what we're going to say. Oh, yep. <laughs> One thing I absolutely love about this, the more guests I have on toolbox to the trades, the more I'm interviewing, especially this season, folks who are taking service Titan data and like kind of iterating on technology in their own way. I've been at Service Titan now for almost 60 years and the adoption with technology I'm seeing across contractors has just skyrocketed as we've gotten bigger. And so it's so cool to hear that we have other, um, we have our customers and partners who are iterating their own technology to make the trades smarter, better, faster, all of that stuff. So that is super cool. Congratulations on filing that patent. That is dope. Another thing I really wanted to say is I love, Amanda, you started your answer with, I was challenged by Brie to do, to use chat GPT. And I think that is such a great quality of a healthy and not even just healthy, um, an effective partnership, right? Someone who's going to say to you, like, this is a really interesting tool. I'm going to challenge you to use it. Like, what's your biggest time suck? And I think that's so important in a partnership. Yeah, I never actually thought about what my biggest time suck was, aside from being continually stressed out, overwhelmed and stretched to the max capacity every single day. Because like, yeah. if a company's doing call by call correctly, I mean, it can be five, 10 minutes per call by call conversation. And like my whole role is just listening to what the technicians telling me that they talked about informed and educated inside the home. And like a reason why CXC is going to be I believe it's going to revolutionize the, the entire home service space is because like one of the three main concerns we have, right? It's people, it's process, and it's that training and development. 
with CXE.ai, like it's going to be audio recording in live time, making AI recommendations, but not only that, but it'll take care of training and development. It's going to take care of um, ensuring that the process is actually being followed. And that's the biggest thing is like, oh, the technician can call and say there was nothing on that call or, oh, the client had to hop on a Zoom call, whatever it may be, right? So there's accountability behind it. And then you're able to create, you know, custom options for a heightened customer experience, which is like, you know, any company strives to have the best possible customer experience, right? So this is ensuring that that's one of the ways that we can make that happen. So all these things are going to equal maximize profitability and increase revenue. And just the the profile, the profiling part of it is uh, something that we're excited about as well. But we'll be using all the data in Service Titan to be able to pull that profiling in, uh, as well as previous job notes and invoice summaries. So it'll be fully trained and enriching that data in Service Titan. So I'm just saying, when you guys are ready to go live or or open your beta, whatever, you're going to come back or you're going to do a webinar with me so we can let the Service Titan community know that cool. this is going to happen. That is so cool. So coming back to chat GPT, I would love to know what tips would you like to give other contractors who want to use AI tools like chat GPT? The first and most important step that a lot of people have not taken yet is just signing up. So if they go to chat.openai.com slash chat, they can sign up. I did a video on this recently. It was under 90 seconds to get signed up for a free account. I would highly recommend upgrading to the $20 a month for GPT-4. It's infinitely more intelligent than GPT-3.5, which has a hallucination problem. Uh, but once you sign yourself up, you want to sign your team up. Uh, and if you don't know where to start, uh, Amanda and I are going to be publishing a uh, resource blog that we'll share with you to be able to share with the listeners that is going to have starter prompts for uh, the trades. But some really cool ways that you can actually just jump into it with your team is treating it like Google. If you don't know what to do with it, just start asking it questions. And by way of doing that, you'll have a back and forth conversation where, like I mentioned before, it is way smarter than things like Siri, Alexa, or uh, Google Home or anything else. Uh, and it will actually give responses back to you that you can critique it on and say, hey, that wasn't what I'm looking for. Try something else. Look, look for it this way. Break it down for me like I'm five. Things that you can't do on Google, right? And that'll continuously generate ideas. On top of that, once you start seeing what is working, sharing those ideas with your team and creating a prompt library so that you can all work off of each other's successes and iterate on that, most importantly. So we'll be publishing things on it, um, some ideas. Amanda's going to go through some, some of the things that she's been working on that uh, have worked for her business. And uh, yeah, aside from that, just sharing prompts, share successes, and continuously develop. Amazing. Amanda, why don't you pick Precisely. it up from there? Uh, my personal favorite thing that we use chat GPT for right now is um, we are at a point where we don't have to take notes during meetings anymore. We audio record all of our meetings, transcribe it so that we have a full transcription, upload that transcription to um, chat GPT. We essentially just say, you know, I want you to act as an operations manager. Please provide me with a full meeting analysis on the topics covered and the, you know, the positives, the negatives or areas to improve, as well as give me a detailed execution summary list for each individual that was present. And then we just copy and paste that, send it out to the leadership team or whoever we met with. And um, like HR, we're, we're um, like, we're moving on to a different like workers comp, uh, benefits, 401k, all that stuff. We're moving to a new company. So she's been recording each meeting so that I don't have to waste my time being on a Zoom call with her. She's been uploading the transcriptions and then sending me the summaries of the things that I need to know to make a decision based off of. So like we are saving tons of time by not only 
not being able to be, I mean, we're able to be fully present in meetings now. And then we're also able to save the time to not have to go type up emails because ChatGPT is doing it for us. Okay. You just blew my mind. Cause I don't know if you guys remember when we first chatted about you guys coming on the podcast. The first thing I say, whenever I do this is, Hey, do you mind if I record our call? So this way I can be present during the, during the zoom meeting. And what I was doing, I remember. what I was, what I do is I just go into zoom and I listen back and I'm like, Oh yeah, we talked about that. You just saved me so much time. Cause I'm going to start doing that. I'm just going to send <laughs> the transcript to chat GPT and be like, what was the big things we talked about? So, wow. Yeah. And, and you can customize the prompt as well or communicate after it gives you an answer. Like for example, if it was a little too summarized for you and you want more detail, you can just talk directly back to chat GPT and ask it to be more specific. Or like, for example, if I wanted like a, a more in-depth version of Brian's takeaways that he needed to do in the next seven days, I'd say, you know, chat GPT four, please provide me with detailed analysis of Brian's takeaways for the next seven days. And then it'll spit out the detailed takeaways if you need it. I Yeah. So I, there's a part of me, like, as we're talking about this, that is so amazed and like excited about the possibilities of this. And then that's also low key terrified. <laughs> so I'm curious <laughs> yeah. if you guys have those similar, if similar kind of contradictory feelings, like, oh my God, I can't believe like technology is where it is. So I just, I would love to hear your responses to that. I mean, I'll jump in. I'm more so anxious of like, all the things I'm missing right now that we could be utilizing it for. So that's why I pushed it out to my leadership team because like, I want them to get as creative as possible and then come to me with the, like, I'll give you an example. A week and a half ago, you know, I had pushed it out and Kara, um, one of the person, one of the people here on our team, she's like, I said, Hey, could you just send me a spreadsheet on XYZ by the end of the week if possible? And she said, I'm not going to, but chat GPT will create it for me and I'll send it to you. And I literally turned around. And I had to high fiber because it was like the best answer ever because like, that's how we have to start thinking is in like different, our day-to-day -day tasks or responsibilities that we need to do um, that chat GPT could actually help slim down time so that we can focus on, you know, more productivity and profitability. Yeah. I agree with you there. It's not so much Oh, because I know a lot of folks that are copywriters that are, you know, that may be getting a little anxious about this, this tool. And it's like, no, instead of looking at it like that, look at it as what am I not yet using it for that can increase my productivity, can right. focus my attention. Because I don't know about you, it sounds like it, but when I have to do those really laborious like boring tasks, like writing meta descriptions for pages or something mm. like that just bums me out. And it's just such a time and energy suck. And I don't want to be doing that anymore. Right. And, and another example is um, we have a fleet manager now and we're working on creating daily and weekly um, checklists per uh, driver, per vehicle. And so um, we actually use chat GPT-4 to create the, you know, I want you to act as a fleet manager with a fleet that manages, you know, 32 vehicles. Um, please provide me with a daily fleet management checklist that each driver should be going through. And then once you have that and it's like, okay, you know, please provide me with what a weekly checklist should look like. And please compare the weekly checklist to the daily checklist and provide the reasons why the weekly checklist would be different from the daily checklist. So just like that, you know, that would take somebody what a week to research a bunch of, a bunch of stuff online and find out best possible scenarios and then contact the dealerships we got it from and like what keeps it within warranty. Like, nope, we already, we already deferred to all that and we're golden.
Oh my gosh. We're at 23 minutes here and I'm, I'm already feeling like this is the most helpful episode of Toolbox for the Trades I've ever recorded. So thank you both. Bree, I want, I would love to hear your thoughts on what else are you doing with ChatGPT? Uh, maybe some other examples like Amanda gave or some exa- other examples with your other clients that you want to share right now. We've got a whole list of, uh, like I said, stuff I'll share with you that is more catered to the trades, but personally ways I'm using it, I hate writing. I hate having to come up with content. I hate writing ads. I hate writing blogs. I hate all of it, right? So I've been using it for that. Um, I've had it write client onboarding emails. I've had it write job descriptions. I've had it write SOPs, uh, potentially some other uh, legal documents that I won't get into. Uh, it is amazing. And so long as you cater the prompts to exactly the role you're asking it to play, and then describe the tone and what you expect to get back. Uh, it's amazing. So I've heard complaints about, oh, it's not creative. It's not this, it's not that for my needs. And it's like, it can be, you just have to tailor the prompt exactly for that. So ask it to be, you know, tell it to you like you're five or ask it to, you know, dumb it down from legal lingo to, you know, your, your day-to-day English. Right. So um, yeah, using it for everything. Absolutely love it. Great. Any other tips that you would like to share for folks in the trades when it comes to chat GPT? Cause I do want to talk about you both being trailblazers in your industry. I think the only other thing too, is, um, like the tedious, tedious day-to-day parts of like standard operating procedures, maintenance checklists. Now I'm not saying chat GPT four is going to get you a full, um, maintenance checklist, or I'm sorry, a full standard operating procedure flawlessly on a position that you need, but it can definitely give you the industry standard for the position that you're looking at. And then you just have to customize it to who you are, but at least you'll have the proper template on exactly what, you know, what that looks like from just a, uh, outline position for a standard operating procedure procedure. And then with the maintenance checklist, like I've checked this out a few times for hydronic systems, air conditioning furnaces. And so the great thing about chat GPT is that it is a conversation back and forth essentially with you and a robot. Right. And so, um, you know, ask it to provide you with a 20 step maintenance checklist. It provides you with a 20 step maintenance checklist. And then it said, change the filter for a hydronic system. Right. You don't now 19 out of 20 steps were perfect, but it's like, okay, chat GPT four, there are no filters on hydronic systems. Please correct your response and resend it. And it's like, you're right. My apologies. Let, let me please correct and reset and then it resets. So it's like, you just have to be aware and read things for sure. And don't take the first answer as gospel, you know, but it's, um, it's definitely got strengths that people should just start, um, just getting their thought process jogging on what that would look like for them. Yeah. And one thing that in both of your answers that I now remember I wanted to add on is sometimes chat GPT for me just gives me like the baseline, what I used to call when I had to write like the vomit draft, just like, all right, I just need to put it on paper and then I can tweak it. But chat GPT gives me something. And then from there I can tailor it, find little mistakes because I am still an expert in my field. Amanda, just like your leadership team is experts in their departments. So they can go in and they can tweak it and make it applicable, not just that it's right, but also applicable to grasshoppers values and the way that you all do business. Yeah, it's all in the prompt and Bree's taught me that as well. And so there's times where I may ask it a question five times and then I don't get a proper response. And then I have to like reformulate my approach to how I'm asking the question to maximize the output. I have to ask both of you, you are both influential women in the trades. And I wanted to ask you, what is the best and worst thing about being trailblazers in a male dominated industry? 
Um, I would say the best part is getting to be who you would have wanted to look up to as a kid. All right. It's an honor to represent women in leadership and ownership and contribute to those statistics and normalize that. The book Lean In had a pretty profound impact on me, uh, especially the Heidi Howard study. If you haven't checked it out, totally would recommend. I think about it a lot. We are not yet at a point of gender equality or gender equity. And so to have any opportunity to bring attention to that is a privilege. Um, we are the exceptions, not the rules, right? Uh, so have to acknowledge how fortunate we are and empower women everywhere to speak up, step up, lean into positions of authority where they can. And over time, I hope that that compounds into making the composition of every C-suite, which is less than 25% women, VC-funded founders, which is less than 2% women, or women in the trades, which is still under 10%. Uh, and shout out to Lady Titans for the great work that they're doing there. Um, to be more reflective of the societal demographics, which is 49% women. So that's the best part. The worst part <laughs> is that it's novel, right? It has to be acknowledged and a point of conversation all the time. Uh, like a compliment aren't just spoken of uh, on their own. They're spoken of in the context of your gender. Um, and that can feel undermining sometimes, but coming back to point one, it is a privilege. And although it can feel defeating, uh, to someone else, it may be an inspiring point of contrast. And I think it's important to honor any opportunity to highlight that. So grateful for you asking the question and the various platforms we've been provided to address it. Amanda? Yeah, so I think for me, um, the best part is just being able to be who I am as a person and being able to you know, lead people effectively, regardless of if like a man in the trades or a woman in the trades, right? Because like, yes, I am a woman in the trades, meaning I have the ability to inspire and empower many other women in the trades. And um, Grasshopper, we pride ourselves on bringing in as many women as possible in the trades and equipping and developing them to just be their true self, who they are, be successful and help give them a career path. Um, whether, you know, we, we don't really look at it as the trades, to be honest. We just look at it as, you know, we're Grasshopper. We know who we are, man or woman. It, it does not matter to us. We believe that no matter who you are, as long as you put the work in and, and you know, choose growth effectively, you, you can be whatever you want to be in this life. So we have a commitment soon here in the next five years to be 50% uh, women here. I have many women in management positions here where you probably have never heard of a woman being in a management position in, in the trades. And so I love it. They love it. Like we're super proud of it. So like the best part for me is just being able to be who I am and, and, and empower and inspire other people. Uh, the worst part I think is the questions that I get asked sometimes that are, they're very irrelevant to me. Like, um, how do I get discriminated? You know, how do you, how are you discriminated for being a woman in the trades or do your guys even respect you? And like, for me, that those aren't even relevant questions to me because like, it's just like, I don't, I'm not, it's not like I'm the owner of the company. You have to respect me. Right. It's just like, Nope, I know who I am. Grasshopper knows who we are. And like, it's just who we are. There's not a matter of, you're a woman, your guys don't respect you. It's just like, I can, I can lead and help change lives just as effectively as any man could, you know? So it's that question of the comparison of, do your guys respect you because you're a woman business owner in HVAC, you know? Yeah. It's the assumption that of course you have. Yeah. yeah I totally understand that. And I think you both gave phenomenal answers to that question. So thank you. Um, also another trend I'm noticing. So I've been doing the podcast for about three years. When I first started Toolbox for the Trades, I always was, I made a concerted effort to highlight women in the industry. And sometimes that was harder than it, sometimes it was harder than, than I wanted it to be. This season, season eight, I don't have my roster pulled up right now. It's all, it's mostly women. 
and I just like kind of realized that I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. That so, is awesome. Um, yeah. And I'm just like, that's great. And my, it's, it wasn't, I mean, it's always in the back of my mind, but it just so happened that I got referred to pe- to women that people were like, oh, you have to talk to this person. You have to talk to this person. So thank you for answering that question because I think it's very important. All right. Final question. You both have been so generous with your time. I'm testing out some new icebreakers this season. And I thought a great one to ask both of you would be if you could pick up a new skill in an instant, what would it be and why? Amanda, why don't you go first? Mine would be breakdancing because I've always wanted to learn how to breakdance. And um, I like watch videos or like the kids pull up videos on YouTube sometimes. And I'm like, damn, I wish I could do that. Or like a common thing in my house is like dance parties at nighttime for some reason. they We turn the music up loud. And um, I'm like, I just want to know how to breakdance. And it's like, you know, when you really, really, really want to learn how to do it, but you just like don't know the steps in which to be able to do it. That's yes. where I'm at with breakdancing. All right. Well, I hope to, that I hope that someday in the future you come up to me and you're like, Jackie, I took my first break dancing class. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. Bree, oh what about you? Yeah, there's. I can't beat that answer. Mine um, would just be, uh, sadly, to uh, be more social. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's so funny. Like especially like with events like this, and you know, uh, like the server site events we're doing. Just you know, being able to talk to people and be a little feel nicer. Uh, Andrew makes fun of me all the time saying that he's the, the friendly version of us and I'm just the grumpy grandma. So uh, yeah, that would be my, <laughs> my desired skill. Oh my that goodness. is not an accurate representation. It is so accurate. It's too accurate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank God one of oh us my has goodness. <laughs> All right. Well, you definitely have charisma as proven by this interview. Bree and Amanda, thank you so much for giving me some of your time and sharing these incredible insights about ChatGPT. I know that our audience is going to be just like chomping at the bit to sign up and get started. So thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Hey, Toolbox. Want to earn some serious cash just by referring your friends to Service Titan? For every demo your referral books with our team, you'll earn 500 bucks. And if they sign up, you could even make up to $10,000. But wait, there's more. Refer the most friends, you could win a brand new Tesla Model 3. So, what are you waiting for? Click the referrals link in the show notes of this episode to start submitting referrals today and get one step closer to driving off in your dream car.